good day and welcome to Holding Fast. How is your anchor holding today as it gripped firmly to the solid rock of the Word of God? Welcome to the podcast today. Thanks for letting me into your day once again or your evening whenever you happen to listen to this particular podcast. And uh, hopefully it'll be uh, your week has been well and you've been able to serve the Lord and be profitable uh, in your walk with the Lord Jesus Christ uh, Today, the day that uh, it's being released, this podcast is released, is June the 3rd. I have a, uh, this is going to be kind of a fun podcast today. I was reading recently, I have a number of biographies and diaries of men of God from past centuries and decades that I've always been able to receive a blessing from. And it brought back a memory that I had when I was a young man. My father moved to a church here in the state of New Hampshire and when he went to that particular church, we didn't have a modern facility to meet in. And so we had to meet in one that was built in 1818. Uh, when we went into this uh, structure, uh, it had not been used for many, many, many years because it had just, it doesn't have bathroom facilities and uh, heat for that matter in the wintertime. So it was a real issue. But it was interesting to see the worship uh, 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 tools that were there that were often uh, uh, a part of the worship of those people so many years ago, 1818, that's a long time ago. Uh, and one of the tools that I remember seeing when I was there were, were these long poles. And these long poles would have these oak wooden knobs on the end of these long poles. These poles must have been eight or ten feet long. And uh, and I wondered what in the world they almost looked like uh, they almost looked like cannon um, uh, uh, plungers that would push the cannonball into the cannon itself, but that's not what they were used for, as it turns out. Uh, and we're going to learn a little bit more about that in a minute. If you have trouble sleeping, uh, try reading Psalm three and Psalm four. Uh, David was running for his life and he was surrounded by Absalom's rebellious army. And he wrote in Psalm 3 and verse 5, I sleep and wake up refreshed because you, Lord, protect me. In Psalm 4 and verse 8, it tells of the promises of God and how they make really good pillows for those who rest in him. The psalmist said, I can lie down and sleep soundly because you, O Lord, will keep me safe. But preferably not during the preacher's sermon, at least not in early American church history. Robert Morgan reminds me of this when he talks about how the Puritans of colonial New England appointed, they called them tithing men. They would stroll among the pews on Sunday mornings and they would be alert for anyone nodding off during the long, sometimes ponderous sermons. Not that that ever happens at our church, but I'm sure some churches that's the way it is. These men would carry these long poles. Sometimes they would have feathers on one end or knobs or thorns even on the other end. Worshippers who were napping during the church sermon were doing so at their own peril, and the results were often unpredictable. And so <clears throat> I discovered once again that's what these were used for. Obadiah Turner of Lynn, Massachusetts, was writing in his journal on this very day, June 3rd, but it was in 1646. 
And he wrote here in his journal, it says, Alan Bridges hath been chose to wake ye sleepers in meeting, and being much proud of his place, must needs have a fox tail fixed to ye end of long staff, wherewith he may brush ye faces of them that will have naps in time of discourse. Likewise, a sharp thorn whereby he may prick such as be most sound asleep. On ye last Lord's day, as he strutted about ye meeting house, he did spy Mr. Tomlin's sleeping with much comfort. His head kept steady by being in ye corner, and his hand grasping ye rail. And so spying, Allen did quickly thrust his hand behind Dame Ballard, and gave him a grievous prick upon ye hand. Whereupon Mr. Tomlins did spring up much above ye floor, and with terrible force strike his hand against ye wall, and also, to ye great wonder of all, profanely exclaimed in a loud voice, Curse ye woodchuck, he dreaming, so it seemed, of a woodchuck, that it had seized and bit his hand. But on coming to know where he was, and ye great scandal he had committed, he seemed much abashed, but did not speak. And I think he will not soon again go to sleep in meeting. End of the recording. <laughs> so, on June 3rd, 1646, we find that uh, Mr. Tomlin had actually uh, fallen asleep in church, and uh, he was napping there, and Obadiah Turner records this time of rest. Well, the scriptures are a place of great comfort and great rest. The Bible says in Psalm 4 and verse 6, Let your kindness, O Lord, shine brightly on us. Uh, you, uh, you brought me more happiness than a rich harvest of grain and grapes, and I can lie down and sleep soundly because you, Lord, will keep me safe. Remember that when your mind is exercised and things become very busy and maybe there's turmoil in your life and anxieties that have riddled your brain and your thinking and it's kept you awake, run to the Word of God and find there a very present comfort and help in time of need. And then lay your head down and get some rest for the evening, just not during church on the Lord's Day morning. You just may find out that we've got some people strolling the aisle with thorns and feathers on the end of a pole. They'll keep you awake, I assure you. God bless you. 